I don't know where we come up with these things. You know, it's rise and grind, fake it till you make it. And well, it's the fake like, it till you make it. That's the best. <laughs> oh, it's all BS. It's like, look, man, people see right through it. It's not attractive. People feel like they got to go take a shower after they talk to you. It's just not a good way to go. How do you grow and scale your business while avoiding entrepreneur poverty? Hi, I'm Buzz, and I've spent over 20 years marketing for entrepreneurs just like you. I've learned there's no one secret to success, but a series of strategies to help business owners scale at will. On this podcast, we uncover invaluable insights that successful entrepreneurs and industry experts use to profitably scale businesses. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. I was in a mastermind workshop the other day, helping some entrepreneurs set their 2023 goals. One of the topics that came up was being true to yourself and honest with who you are not. It all boiled down to authenticity. I'm sure you've heard this new buzzword rattling around the social media stratosphere the last couple of years, but I don't think that the social gurus are getting to the heart of what it means to be authentic. True authenticity is actually the express lane to profitability. So today we are going to dive into how authenticity equals profitability and specifically how authenticity equals profitability in your business. To help me flesh out the details is J.M. Ryerson, who has successfully exited two companies that have created personal and financial freedom using his show up as you are methodology. And that's why I think he's the perfect guest to join me to discuss today's topics. Welcome to the show, Jam. Thanks for having me, Buzz. I appreciate it, brother. That's uh, quite an intro, and I, I'm just happy to be here, man. This can be a lot of fun. Yeah, I heard that you were just, we actually were supposed to talk a month ago. You were out on the road talking. You you do some public speaking or workshopping. Tell me a little bit about that. I do. So your particular episode that I wasn't able to make with the Fort Myers, so I live in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, and with the hurricane that went through Fort Myers, there was a company that had asked, if I could go public, you know, do a keynote for them at their gratitude luncheon. And it's the least I could do to give back to completely devastated place. So oh I gosh. apologize for the reschedule, brother, but no, that man, was it's where okay. I was. You got to go do you, man. I, I love that. I have friends that are down in that area that got hit really bad. And I also even have some folks in Louisiana that just got recently hit with the the storm here. So, I mean, that whole like region in the last few months have just been decimated. And so God bless you for doing that for them. Today, I want to talk about authenticity. And I ran across your show up as you topic. And I was like, this is the guy to talk about. You've dove into this. So I want to start out with your stance on authenticity as it pertains to business. And do you agree with how it's portrayed in social media today? To answer the last question, do I agree with how it's showing up? No, unfortunately, being in the world that we're in and you meet the influencers, quote unquote, I wish I could say so many of the gurus that are on stage, they get off and they're exactly who, how they sounded. They're just not. So unfortunately, I, I want to say that it's, it's rare and it's unfortunate because some of them are really good salespeople, but then I spend time with them. I go to dinner and I'm like, who the heck are you, man? This is not at all what you said on stage. 
and you're talking like, oh, life is grandiose. It's wonderful. And you're miserable, bro. Like this isn't good. Oh um, yes. For, it's unfortunate. And so yes. that is kind of the ugly side of being with some of the influencers. And I will not name names. That's for them because it's their journey. Right. Um, but for me, showing up as you and and being authentic, I made all the mistakes early in my career where I wasn't. And I almost, you know, was divorced. I was separated from my beautiful wife for almost a year. I almost lost my two kids in this whole process because I wasn't showing up as me. I was acting and sounding like I thought I was supposed to instead of just being me. And so what's crazy is financially I was being rewarded for it, but what was the compromise? And so here's the crazy part. Once I figured out how to just show up and be me just to be JM, mm -hmm. we started making even more money. My relationships were whole and my health was much better. So it was like, what am I doing? Why am I working so hard to look and sound like something instead of just being me? I get it. And so, brother, unfortunately, I almost you know lost the most important thing to me, but I'm so glad it happened so I can help others not have that happen. So what I'm hearing you say is that like you basically boiled away all of the things that we're told as entrepreneurs we need to look like, right? Like that was your journey is a lot like mine where I was told to be successful entrepreneur, especially in marketing, like marketing is like this very pretentious space, especially right before digital marketing even took off, right? You had to have all of these letters and awards and blah, blah, blah. I used to have this saying that says more results, less prestige, because we were this tiny little agency that didn't, we went against the norms. But even with that, I had this persona for the company itself, even more so than myself that I put out there and I feel like it attracted the wrong people. Mm. And so what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that once you shed that veil of what you were told to be and just were you, you were attracting people who were more in line with who you were and therefore better suited to be with you and working with you. So true, brother. I mean, you absolutely nailed it. And I don't know where we come up with these things. You know, it's rise and grind, fake it till you make it. And well, it's the fake like, it till you make it. That's the best. <laughs> oh, it's all BS. It's like, look, man, people see right through it. It's not attractive. People feel like they got to go take a shower after they talk to you. It's just not a good way to go. If no. you just show up as you, if you just, and that's why I love that saying. And that's why it's over my right shoulder. It's like, it, it doesn't take any energy. It doesn't take any time to just be me. I'm six, five. That's how God made me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take any effort to be six, five. If I try to be five, five, it's going to take a lot of energy, a lot of effort. I'm out of alignment. Why just be six, five. I didn't choose it. That's just what it is, but it doesn't take any energy to do that. And so it's just, yeah, man, it's just this wild thing. Once you open that box, you're like, oh, why have I been doing it so hard for so long? Mm-hmm. I think that it comes down to, for some people, and I might have been, I, I'm sure I was subject to this, is the imposter syndrome that we start out with, you know, when we're striking out on our own, right? You, what, what do you think about that? Oh, a thousand percent, brother. We've all felt it where you're like, I'm not X. Well, why? I'll give you an example. When I wrote my first book, I felt like such an imposter. Why am I doing this? Well, mm -hmm. my intent was to help others. I wrote the book actually for my two kids. And the gal I was working with is like, you need to share this with more people. Okay, cool. So I did. And why the imposter syndrome? It's just a story. It's just my thoughts 
on paper and if it helps other people, fantastic. So 100%. I don't know where the fake it till you make it. I understand when people say it, but I really think it's horrible advice. Oh, 100%. I think the fake it till you make it is even worse than imposter syndrome. Like imposter syndrome is just your inability to recognize that you are good enough and that you just showing up is better than 98% of the people days to day life, right? Like so many people are out there. They're just, you know, they're robots. They're, they're going to work. They're doing what they're told. They go home. They're doing what they're told from their spouse and then they go to bed and they do it all over again, five days a week. Right. And that's just like, to me, ugh, I, I, I couldn't, I would be dead right now. If that, if that was my life, I would just, my whole body would just shut down and say, no, that's not going to happen. But with the fake it to your make it, it's like people are saying stuff that they can't back up. They are being people who they're not right. Where imposter syndrome, I feel is like the, the, per, the persona that we think we are versus the persona that people see. Yeah, it is pretty fascinating. Whatever story that we're telling ourselves, and we all have a story, mm -hmm. why, where did it come from? Is it true? And is it serving you? Those are three easy questions to ask. Mm -hmm. Why do I think this? Where did that come from? And is it serving me? And if you can't answer those three, like, oh, I think that way because mom or dad taught me that. Well, maybe that was a terrible advice. Maybe that was just their self-limiting beliefs, which by the way, I inherited from amazing parents. We all have. So three easy questions you can ask. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. That's not true at all. Okay. It's not serving me. Let's do something different. Right. So I, I love that. Can we then take that and figure out how does that authenticity exercise correlate with profitability in our business? If you look at it just from the energy standpoint, if you're spending all this energy trying to do something that's not normal to you, you're expanding that energy on something that's not towards profitability. So I always look at it like currency, like my energy currency is being spent trying to look or sound or feel a certain way that's not authentic. What if I took all that energy and put it towards the profitability side of things, towards things that are going to grow? And like you said earlier, you started attracting the right people to yourself because you can't fake it long-term. People will find you out as a fraud. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing in the wrong people to begin with. So it's all this wasted energy that could be used towards building something amazing. And I just, I, I see it. And when you walk through a business, I can see it immediately. Or those that are truly authentic, you're like, oh, this is home. This is where I want to be because these people are cool with who they are. They're very clear on who they are and their intention is pure. I love efficiency. The efficiency of just doing, being you. Like you, you hear that saying, you do you. That's like three words and it's so powerful to just do you. Like I watch in the marketing world, I watch agencies they're, and they're so, and, and I was, I was one of these guys for a long time when I had a creative agency, it's like, we needed to be everything to everyone, mm. which made us no one special to anyone. Right. And now my whole mantra is like, what are we passionate about in our agency? And is everybody in line with that passion? Because if it's not, I want to find a new home for the people who aren't and attract the people who are so that the natural flow of our business is what you were talking about. It just happens because it's with us. We don't have to work at it. It just happens because of the passion, because of the authenticity, and because we're not trying to be something we're not.
It is so well put because when I first started Let's Go Win, I want everybody to want to get better. Look, it exists to inspire teams and leaders to live their best lives. But I can't want it more than the person I'm working with. Even in Let's Go Win, even after I knew all of this, I would try and pull people along and it's like, it doesn't work. If you want to get better, hey man, we got tools, we have tangible tips, we have things that you can use. But if you don't, we're not going to work. And so it's one of those easy filters to say, if you don't truly want to get better, I'm, I'm a terrible fit for you because I'm going to piss you off every day because <laughs> I'm coming in with a new idea and a thought and we're going to, we're going to work towards something. And you're going to be like, this is all, you know, just smoke noise. It's yeah, noise. It's to noise. Them. That's exactly they don't right. get it. Yeah. They don't get it. They're like, no, I just want to show up and do what my job description was and you pay me money and then I go home. Right. And then whatever the, the compensation package includes my paid time off my sick leave and all that good stuff. Having those people in your organization will drag you down. And so if you have people, even your employees are not authentic to your mission, your vision. I agree. They're, they gotta go. You gotta help them find what is good for them. Like literally go and find applications that they can fill out or links to jobs they should apply for and say, hey, listen, I'm there for you. I want you to be happy. I want you to be authentic. And your authentic self would probably be better over here than where you're at right now. Brother, that is such an amazing way to have a difficult conversation the way you did that, which is, hey, man, this isn't working out in terms of this is not a good fit for you. It's not a good fit for us. Let me help you go be happy because it's the one commonality I've found with every human being. Everyone wants to be happy. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean they put them themselves in a position to be happy. And that's where you can help them. Like, hey, man, this is a bad fit. Let right. me find you a better spot. Right. And I think that in business, if we can do that, we can surround ourselves with the people who are, jive with us, right? There's, there's a certain amount of diversity in personalities. That's great. But the underlying passion and the underlying reason for them to be in your company needs to jive with your vision and your mission. If they don't get it, they won't ever get it. They got to come in there. And a friend of mine always says like, listen, you don't need the best in the business. You need the best fit for your business. And if you can do that, you can teach skills. You can't teach attitude. You cannot teach approach. You cannot teach passion, right? And I think that's where authenticity really boils down into if everybody's passionate about the mission of the company, the reason it's there, then the profitability will follow because you're all working towards the same thing. And that's, to me, that's a, a game changer. Buzz, you just saved everybody a whole bunch of time and money on recruiting. I hope you heard what he said, man. It's like, you can teach skills. You cannot teach those core values. Brother, that was brilliant the way you said that. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I want you to shine now because you are going to give us the next steps. I feel like there's some self-work that we all need to do, regardless of how honest we've been with it ourselves in 2022. Moving into 2023, what are the steps this coming week that we can help our listeners uncover their true, authentic self? Yeah, brother, it's such a good question. The first thing is go find some quiet time. Just you and a pad of paper and just dump. Just get it out there. Now, there's a couple questions you're going to want to ask yourself. Am I living my best life? Answer the question, yes or no. 
Be honest because look, the paper's not going to judge you. You're literally writing it down. No one will, the paper's not going to be like, you're awesome. It's not going to say you suck. It's literally going to take the pen to the paper. So am I living my best life? If not, why? And once you come up with that answer, what is the action I'm going to do to live my authentic best self? If you take that quiet time and you shut out all the other noise and you're just honest with yourself and that piece of paper, you will find every answer. And that is the best form of therapy I can give someone is to just spend time with yourself, write those three things down and then take action. It's an easy idea. Learn, apply, reflect. And this is that reflection part. How am I doing? All right. Not good. Great. What do I have to learn? What do I have to apply? Reflect. And you do it again and again and again. How often do you think somebody should do that? I do it on a monthly basis. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. You're just checking in. It could be just answering those questions and it's all good still. Yeah. Cause I don't want anyone to go through what I did and I don't want to go through almost losing my family ever again. And so life happens pretty fast where all of a sudden things are going good and then we fall off the wagon. I don't want to do that a year later. I want to check in every month and say, Hey man, how's it going? Okay. We're doing pretty good. Nope. We're, we're not working out the way we need to, or we're not reading the way we need to, whatever my thing is. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not living my best life. What can I do right now? so that I show up as the best husband, the best father, best employer, best employee, whatever hat you're wearing. So yeah, man, on a monthly basis, quarterly at a minimum, mm -hmm. check in on it. And I think that it's important that people realize it's not an overnight thing where you go, oh, I'm not being authentic. I should be more authentic. And then next day you're like, I'm always authentic. Like you slip into those old habits of putting on the facade, right? Yeah. I, I get this question often. Are you a life coach? And I'm like, Sure. I understand what you're saying. If you put the word style, lifestyle coach, I would totally agree with you because look, you could do a fad diet and lose some weight and then it's going to go back. Every habit or routine that you're trying to get as you're going to fall back and you're going to make mistakes. That's okay. If it's just part of your lifestyle, then you can make those mistakes, but come back to it so much easier than if you're on some crash diet and then you're going to go right back to all your bad habits. Make whatever you're changing part of your lifestyle and know that you're going to fall down a little bit. Know that it's not going to go perfectly. That's all okay. So if you, you sat down with that piece of paper and you wrote really honestly about yourself and you found out you had to write a lot because you're discovering a lot about yourself, maybe you should start with every day and say, hey, did I meet the new standard I just set for myself? And that way you can see in real time what you did differently as an authentic person versus your old inauthentic person, right? And we don't want to beat ourselves up. So is there some sort of exercise we can that can help us keep track of that? Well, brother, I, this is a shameless plug, but my second book is 100% that. It's like five minutes that it takes every day to check in on my intention of the day, what I'm grateful for. And then I journal at night and it allows me to check in. So that's what I do with my clients. So if you don't want to pay to meet with me personally, literally go buy champions daily playbook or any journal for that matter. It's just doing that exercise of reflection and constantly checking in. Mic drop right there at the end jam killing it today 
Take a second to check out the show notes for this show. He has got some amazing stuff at the end of the links that he has provided us. Really great stuff, so you owe it to yourself to check it out. Make sure that you push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of all this awesomeness that we're bringing to you. And until next time, stay buzzworthy.